This is a fresh agenda, bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work. Here is Christina Mendonca. This is a fresh agenda where we chat with innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. I'm Christina Mendonca. Welcome to this little spot in the digital universe. Glad to have you here for a while. I'll set the scene. I'm currently up on the Oregon coast this week, a little place my family has owned for a couple of decades. It's cold, it's rainy, it's foggy, and I've got this amazing fire going that you might hear crack in the background once in a while. It's early in the morning. Uh, the sun is up, but I've got my coffee and I'm, I'm ready to launch into this episode with you. So here we are, end of 2018 and a brand new year upon us. And I have to admit, my least favorite month is January. I know I should be filled with energy and excitement for a new year. I am, but usually that kicks in about February 1st. January to me is cold, it's dark, and not much to look forward to in January. However, this year, I'm vowing to make it different. I've got some interesting appointments, some interviews, some story assignments that I planned specifically to beat my usual January blahs, things to tap my creativity. And this podcast is one of those projects. I wanted to do something to pull together the wisdom from so many of the different people I've interviewed on the podcast together in one show, one dose of many ideas to spark your own creativity from high performers who are tapping theirs daily. But before you look forward, it's always helpful to reflect on lessons learned over the past year. I named this podcast a, podcast a Fresh Agenda in 2016 after finding an old paper planner that I had used to schedule story assignments and make notes to myself. And looking through it, I realized that I missed that self-feedback, being able to look at my day or my week, make notes, flip around, so I started researching and I found one that suited me. It's called a passion planner, which I think the name's a bit corny, but I like the layout and the monthly brain mapping. So I've purchased one each year since, and I look forward to filling my fresh agenda with new ideas and insights from others that I jot down throughout the year. And I think as we uh, think about what a successful year looks like, there are lots of different markers. Money, that's of course one of them. If we make a lot, we might feel successful. Another mark is the pivot, personal, personal or professional. Did you pivot from one career to another, one life phase to another? Did you go from a young couple to becoming parents or make a move across the country or across the world to pursue a new life or job? I've had people close to me who have done all of these this year and we've talked and the recurring theme is no one has it all figured out. In fact, I think that's a big key to life that gives us freedom to try new things. No one, I don't care where they are in life, how much they have succeeded, has it all figured out. So give yourself permission to make a few mistakes this year. Try a few new things, have some of them fail and be okay with that. Second, I would suggest choosing a theme for yourself this year. Now mine is radical relevance. 2018 was my year of yes. I did whatever project showed up and I threw myself into things that I wouldn't have in the past. Sometimes they went great. Sometimes I thought, what the hell was that all about? But that was my theme for the year. And so I embraced it. This year, my theme is radical relevance. Are my projects, my pursuits, my passions relevant to myself or others? at this stage of my life? That is the question I will ask myself this year before I launch into something new. 
So before we get into the question that I asked all of my guests this year, the one that I think gave me great insight and I'm hoping will give you great insight into how to replenish your own creativity, I wanted to tell you about the guys from New Age Aerial. Dave is the ringleader, of course, and these guys get some gorgeous shots from the air with their equipment, but New Age Aerial also has the FAA licenses and expertise to help engineers on the ground get the shots they need of structures and equipment so they can fix our bridges and our roads and our dams and anything else. There's a huge push from the federal government right now to get our infrastructure in order, and New Age Aerial is standing by to help agencies secure these massive infrastructure projects. So they can work on a macro scale to help the federal government, but they also have a lot of local clients. We're talking real estate agencies, land developers, movie directors. You tell them what you need from the air, and they can get it. And I love that Dave and his team are doing this. So reach out to Dave and his team at New Age Aerial. Use the phrase Fresh Agenda, the name of this podcast, and Dave will take great care of you. Okay, so as I interviewed everyone this year, I asked them, what do you do to replenish your creativity and boost productivity in your own life? Then the answers were everything from take a walk to take a shower. So I want to share my 12 favorite ones with you. Perhaps you'll find something that will inspire you to pick up a new habit or start noticing the ones you already have that help you be your most creative, productive self. And drop me a note because I'd be curious to hear your methods for maintaining your creativity. You can reach me through my website at christinamendonza.com, subject line, 2019 is my year of, then tell me your theme year and how you replenish your own creativity. Okay, the first person you're going to hear from is Janice Bryant Howroyd. She is the first African-American woman to build a billion dollar business. She owns Act One, which is an employment firm. And yes, she reached a billion before Oprah Winfrey. So I love her approach for refilling her creativity through gratitude. You know, one of the things that I think is really important for me is that I live in gratitude. And gratitude teaches us responsibility. Gratitude is not stagnant. To say that you are grateful and to sit still and simply contemplate may be a momentary value, but it is not a life principle. And so for me, I think that because I appreciate so much, let's think about it. I grew up, and I've said this publicly before, Christina, you likely have heard me say it. I grew up a nappy-headed little colored girl in Tarboro, North Carolina, pre-civil rights, one of 11 children in a low-income community with a mother and father who believed the world was our oyster. So I was prone for success. Many people look at me and they think, wow, that was a recipe for failure. That was a recipe for success because mom and dad taught us to be very grateful for what we had. As a matter of fact, we were so disciplined in the art of gratitude that by the time I went to university, as I mentioned to you earlier in this interview, that I, I really felt that we were quite well off. And in many ways we were. Here's the thing. For me, I enjoy learning. One of the people I most admire Admire in the world beyond my own immediate blood family uh, is my husband, and he wakes up every day excited to learn, and, and he's 84 years old, and he's as interested and invested in life as he ever was when I met him. And so when I look around me or just look next to me when I get the chance to wake up at home because I'm on the road a lot, you know, there's also the people who are around me. I am, I am really in the midst. I am centered within people 
who are excited and growing and learning. My clients keep me challenged. You know, the spirit of competition. And um, let's be honest, I've given myself permission to be smart and woman and black. So I'm going to take advantage of that because it's a newfound uh, gift I've given myself. All of that added up together really does mean that well, I guess if you go online and you look at my uh, Strangest Secret videos on YouTube, you'll see that de- my definition of success is really success is the worthy realization, the, uh, the realization of a worthy ideal. And so for me, that's what I'm doing. And, and all of that just keeps propelling itself forward when you're centered in gratitude. Why would I not be grateful for the opportunities that I've gained even with the challenges I've encountered. Sylvia Damiano was such an interesting guest this year. She is a neuroleadership researcher. She just came out with a movie, a documentary called Make Me a Leader, in which she uh, interviewed leaders from around the world to talk to them about the traits that make uh, good leadership. So she says that to get relaxed and to get to her most creative self, she has to put her brain, her brain waves uh, in, in the right spot. And this is how she does it. Well, um, I, because I understand how creativity happens in the brain, um, I have a lot of showers actually. <laughs> When, when, when I'm working and I may feel that I'm doing too much or I want to have a break, I just go and have a short, hot shower, and, and that allows me to change gears in my brain, access alpha, and I, I always say there should be more showers in the workplace, and also a whiteboard where you can write things that come to you um, while you're having a shower. Um, some people like to go for a run. Others, you know, sit in the train or in the bus or in a ferry, and that in itself uh, will help you relax a bit more. I do meditation every morning, 20 minutes. I have been um, researching this in great depth. Um, Transcendental meditation, for example, is a type of meditation that has significant research back in the map for the last 40 years. I got my brain measured by Dr. Fred Travis at Maharishi University of Management in the production of a, of a movie that I'm about to launch uh, in July. And that has helped me understand by looking at the EEG results what I need to do in order to take my brain into a coherent state. Um, so having this report after doing my meditation with him and being measured has really helped me understand what is it that my brain doing when I meditate. And that has um, really been important for me to to place more importance into meditation and do it on a daily basis. Sometimes it's not just one thing that puts you in a creative, productive mood. Uh, these next couple of guests uh, have a lot of kinetic energy. So uh, they talk about the need to create balance in their lives between um, a lot of different techniques. Uh, first, you'll hear from Jamie Wright. Jamie is an author. Uh, she is a former Christian missionary. She went to Costa Rica with her family and had a less than positive experience. So she started a blog called The Very Worst Missionary. And she ended up releasing a book earlier this year uh, under the same name. And she really connected with a lot of people around the world who, um, you know, had counted on their religion to, you know, help them in every aspect of their life and were disappointed when it did not. So Jamie talks about how she uh, gets creative now in her new life as a writer, because she's working on her second book, 
now. And then the next person you'll hear from is Dr. Ernie Bodai. Now, Dr. Bodai is the one who created the breast cancer stamp. He is a breast cancer researcher. He's now branching out into other areas of research. Uh, But he talks about how he stays creative, which was pretty surprising to me. I don't know. I sort of like walk around in circles for a really long time around my house feeling like, I don't have anything to say. Oh, I'm a a loser. I'm a waste of life. What am I doing? I do that for like hours and hours. And then um, one of my friends will call and say, come lay by my pool with me or um, I'll put on my gym shoes and go to the gym or I will go outside or I'll go on a hike with someone I love or, um, or I'll read a book. That's a, a big thing is I'll, I'll finally sit down and be like, oh, I need to put some words in here. And then that always helps. But for me, it's always just, it's more of just like finding a balance of all of those things. And that's when I'm at my most creative, when I have all of those cylinders firing, when I'm, when my body is healthy and my social life is healthy and my, my family is, you know, when there's like health and interaction and lots of um, liveliness in all of those spaces, then that's when I feel the most creative and ready to make something. Well, you know, that's a great question. I, I, my problem is this. Um, I have been gifted with ADD, and, you know, everybody thinks ADD is a disability. I think it's a gift. It's a gift if you know how to, if you, if you have attention deficit disease, if you know how to focus, that's energy. So if you know how to focus your energy, you can get a lot of things done. The people that have trouble with ADD are the ones that don't know how to focus. So for me, personally, I'll finish a project, um, like we just finished that, the video and whatnot, and now I'm kind of laying low for a couple of days, and I haven't, you know, usually my, uh, at home, you know, there's papers all over the place, and and so I kind of put everything away, and then about three days later, I find myself becoming extremely bored and antsy, and i got to find something else to do. My next guest is Lee Steinberg, the super sports agent. Uh, you might remember him if you saw the movie Jerry Maguire. You know, he was the, the guy that Cuba Gooding Jr. said, show me the money to. He was the agent that Tom Cruise played. Um, he is a fantastic man. And, and talk about pivoting. I mean, he has had some real difficulty in his life with... Um, Um, addiction and uh, the breakup of his family and has been able to pivot and pull himself um, back to um, a very successful platform in which he is now not only representing top name talent uh, in the sports world, but he is also teaching other people how to be agents and how to um, incorporate the ethics uh, and the morals of a good agent in, in really helping young people craft and choreograph their careers. Uh, So he talks a little bit about how he stays his most productive and creative self these days. Exercise is good, Um, whether it's cardio, um, whether it's an exercise cycle, whether it's a treadmill, um, but um, doing that type of physical uh, workout is good. Having a personal trainer is good. Um, Reading uh, going to the beach, I was sort of born as a beach boy and still live near the water. Um, all of those uh, things are good. Um, some people fear airplanes. They uh, think, it, uh, how can you do all that traveling? Well, the thing about being on an airplane is, unless you want to, it's the only period of time where no one talks to you. <laughs> it's the only 
it's the only time in life where there's no <laughs> phone calls, no one's in your office, no one um, uh, approaches you um, except ask questions about sports. Um, but, you know, there's time there to read or reflect, uh, uh, and uh, that's also recharging time. Okay, so if I ever see you on a flight, I'll I'll just think this is Lee's meditation time. I'm not going to bug him. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll be friendly. <laughs> you heard Lee Steinberg say that he also gets physical, maybe goes and surfs. And that was also a theme among many of my guests, the owners of Cousins Maine Lobster, one of the most successful uh, food truck businesses in uh, the country. And, and now they're branching out uh, into the world. Um, both of those guys, um, Sabin Loback and Jim Salikas, say they get physical and that helps them kind of boost their creativity and replenish themselves in order to do the work they do at such a high level. Uh, this is Sabin. My favorite thing to do is to go to the beach, surf, um, or, you know, I have a newborn. I have a seven-month-old seven month old baby. So spending time with my fiancé and my baby has never been, I've never appreciated it so much because I feel like we are so busy and we're always traveling. So just really spending time with family, mom, um, the baby, going to the beach, kind of disconnecting. And I think we've gotten better at that. It's very hard when you have your own business to disconnect and to understand the value of, you know, just kind of getting away from your phone, be it for a couple hours or a day. So uh, I think we've gotten better at it. It's not easy, but for me, those are mine. I don't know about Jim. Yeah, no, for me, um, certainly the, uh, I don't have a baby, but I'm a newlywed. So, you know, finding time to obviously be uh, with my wife. And I think the thing that we most appreciate doing together and the, the piece about growing up in Maine is I'm a water guy through and through. Um, I love the ocean, and so uh, same, similar to Saban, whether it's the beach or even just literally driving down the coast and, and just looking at the water the entire time and spending, spending time with her, that's uh, phenomenal. And then, and then, you know, together just kind of doing some things that are a little bit outside the box, uh, whether it's we love going to comedy shows um, and laughing because that's, again, the piece of disconnecting and not thinking about anything, um, you know, and just kind of spending time together, finding to do new things, whether it's, you know, hikes or being outside and and trying to release it. Sometimes the best way to promote creativity and to foster that in yourself is just to create and do it on a daily basis. Be consistent about it. Uh, that's what these next two guests have to say. So Mike McNamara is a, uh, I, I call him a former television news agent, but he still does represent some people in the broadcast world, but he's branched out into other industries as well and has really become more of a thought leader on the topic of broadcast uh, positions jobs, careers, and pivoting using those skills in other industries as well. He writes every single day. Um, I see his stuff come through my feed every single day, and I always look forward to what he has to say. Uh, so he talks about creating on a daily basis. And then the next voice you'll hear is... Um, Rachel Hollis, who has built just an empire of books and uh, blogs and videos uh, all about how to be your most creative and productive self and how to do it in a way that is unapologetically you and and just a real motivational um, figure to so many women of all different ages. So those are the next two voices you'll hear. You know, I have found over the course of the last eight or ten years um, – that I forced myself to develop original content, um, and that really keeps my ear to the ground. Um, it keeps me knowledgeable in, in a number of different industries, 
And it, it's about discipline. Uh, we've talked earlier about getting up at, at 1 o'clock in the morning to be on, on the street at 3 or 3.30. Um, you know, I get up at 4 or 5, and I force myself um, to deliver some new content every morning before 6.30. It might be three sentences. It might be uh, three pages. Um, but that's how I keep myself engaged uh, and continuing to learn. And I've also learned that if you do that, you can build a following of like-minded people that want to be creative, that want to push outside of the box. And over the course of the last eight years, I've developed a, a following of 50,000 people across my social media platforms. And it's just all about original content and our engagement around it. I think for me, um, what pops into my head is I create every day. So for me, my personal brand of creativity is writing. And I write every single day. And I've heard other like really prolific authors who say the same thing is if you're doing it every single day, even if you're only writing a paragraph, it's it's a habit and you don't overthink it. A lot of times creatives can get very, very precious about what they're working on. They'll be so obsessed with this one thing and have it, you know, it's got to be perfect. And my thing is, no, man, I've just got to keep putting it out there. I have become a better writer by writing. The only way I know how to get better. And the greatest compliment, these people who are reading the new book, the greatest compliment that I've heard is, hey, this is better writing than the last book. And I'm like, oh, thank God. That's my hope. I hope every time you read one of my books, you're like, yeah, she got a little bit better. So the, the advice that I would give, maybe it's unusual, but I would just say every single day, do your personal brand of creativity. Do your thing. Because if you've got to produce every day, you will get creative. Tim Thompson was someone I was so glad to meet this year, and I probably would not have otherwise run into him, but I was working with a client who is uh, working on um, show development, and I met Tim at a conference that we attended together, my client and I attended together, and Tim runs RevThink, which is a, a leading consultancy for high-performance creative firms in media and entertainment. Tim himself worked for Hollywood Studios uh, throughout his career and now runs RevThink, which is just a fascinating consultancy. So much information and data. I could talk to this guy all day long. Uh, but he also talks about how he replenishes himself in order to help his clients the best way he knows how and explains how he does that. Oh, I love it. Um, well, I read. I read a lot and a lot and a lot. So, um, just by reading other people's work, life stories, I prefer reading biographies, hearing how other people have taken on the challenges of life, um, overcome things. That inspires me to recognize or see opportunity in my own life to improve or try out new things or even get advice based on what I've heard from other stories. Um, and then uh, I'm very lucky. I have a, a wife and five boys, and we homeschool our kids, so we get to do a lot of traveling. And we've taught our kids from a young age to appreciate the art and arts. So whenever, whatever city we're in, we'll go to museums, go to shows, even just a Marvel movie is kind of fun. Um, and then my kids have learned with me to dissect the pieces and parts, what it takes to be a creative person, 
to recognize someone's hard work over their career or the opportunity that they've had that we can't wait to see something more out of it. And uh, to, to recognize all the small pieces that have to come together to, to make a movie or to put, make a painting. Or I just saw Hamilton recently. I'm just blown away at the creative energy to create such an amazing show very, very different than others. Music is outstanding and so relevant for today's culture. Um, it, all of that just makes me want, maybe out of jealousy, but I just want to be part of it. I just want to take a bite of many pieces like that. So I'm not done. And I don't know if I'll ever be done, but I really want to, as much as possible, engage in that creative process. So I just feel it's my part to keep on learning and, and striving to do more. Creative types, of course, love to create. And we've talked to a few who create on a daily basis. And that is what kind of keeps their engine going uh, in terms of being able to create more and be uh, highly productive. Some people, though, take their creativity a whole new direction, and to feed it in one area, they need to create in a different area. Let me explain. Okay, so I interviewed Tina Selig. She is um, a professor at Stanford University, and she actually teaches coursework on creativity and has some fascinating um, exercises that she does with her students. In fact, if you go back and listen to her entire episode, she'll talk a little bit more about what she does to spark creativity among her students. But to spark creativity in herself, uh, she doesn't do academic writing. She doesn't teach. Uh, she does something that I found very interesting. Um, thanks for asking. Um, I do, besides writing, and I do a lot of writing um, about creativity, but other things as well, and I, it really stretches me. I give myself uh, some challenges, but I also do art. And uh, my recent obsession is doing collage, but my collages have been constrained. I only use New Yorker covers. So I them up and put them together in these very unusual ways, and uh, it's been really satisfying, and it does stretch me in and stretches my imagination, and certainly you know fills my my cup with uh, with you know new thinking and new ways of approaching the world. Finally, one of my favorite guests this year was Gordana Birnott. Uh, Gordana is from Sweden, and she uh, I got to know her through Twitter, actually. She tweets uh, just kind of these inspirational messages every day. And she actually caught the attention of Oprah Winfrey and the Oprah Winfrey Network, who brought her to L.A., and uh, they did this big Super Soul 100 Teachers um, Symposium, and Gordana was part of that. So she's one of Oprah's Super Soul Teachers. And her words just, I mean, they cut through uh, the mud of the day and, and get at the heart of so many different things. She's just, she's a fabulous writer and she has since created a book, uh, but she also just has this really soothing, relaxing voice. I could have talked to her all day long, but for her, how she replenishes herself has less to do with an activity and more to do with a place. I'm more of a city person. So nature to me could be going to sit down in, in my garden and look at a tree of apples, for instance. So I feel that that is enough for me to just be there or stand barefoot in the grass and just feel the grass between my toes. So I don't have to go anywhere. I actually do it because I have the privilege of having a garden here. But where I do go to get my... Um, dose of spiritual infusion, that would be Krakow, because my husband comes from Poland, Krakow. Yeah. And 
It is a medieval city, and I really feel the energy there. I I come back full of energy when I've been there. I cannot explain why it is so, because it is a city, and it, it shouldn't be so. But to me, there is something specific in that city that gives me a lot of energy. So I, when I want to fill myself with energy, I want to go to Krakow all the time, every single time. <laughs> wow, that sounds beautiful. So there you have it, 12 creative, productive people in a variety of industries with how they replenish that engine that drives their ideas and projects. Everything from nature to a hot shower to New Yorker collages and surfing. It's all very personal, yet relatable to those of us who need to create. So this is my year of radical relevance. What year is it for you? I hope you found something relevant in this first episode of 2019 featuring some of my favorite guests from 2018. So drop me a note because I'd be curious to hear about your methods for maintaining your creativity as well as your inspiration for this year. You can reach me through my website at christinamendanza.com. There's a contact form there. As always, thanks to my sponsors, New Age Aerial, New Age Designs, and Sierra at Tahoe. In fact, Sierra at Tahoe has arranged for my listeners and viewers to get special pricing on a ski pass for the season. I've included a link with this podcast on my website and in the comment section of SoundCloud and all of on all of my socials. So find the link, click through, it gives the show some love and it gives you special pricing. Also, my digital newscast, The Shortlist, is giving out free ski passes through social media contests this season. So check out The Shortlist each week. It's on my YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to, or you can find it each Monday on kfbk.com. New episodes start again January 7th, and that is also when I'll be recording my first new episode of the year, for a fresh agenda. This will take us into the future. You're going to love this guest. And that new A Fresh Agenda episode will hit early January as well. Again, on all of my socials and on kfbk.com and iHeartRadio station. Thanks for being here. This has been A Fresh Agenda. I'm Christina Mendonca. Let's stay connected. This is A Fresh Agenda, bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work.